now by Pastor Jason Blakey and Christine Netto, who is the Missions Director at Framework. And we're going to talk a little bit about missions. First of all, can you just tell me what missions are for anyone who might not be sure what that really means? I think that's a really good question because sometimes there's this idea that the missions is just like this small group of people in the church that are very adventurous and love going overseas. But missions is so much more than that. The scripture that's always used for missions is like the Great Commission, which is Matthew 28. And this is where Jesus in his last moments physically on earth is ascending up into heaven. And his last words to people are, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. So missions is not just for this like small group of people that like going overseas. Missions should be the heartbeat of what we all do every day as Christians. And it's not just overseas, like it's local too. So it should be kind of the heart of everything that we do as Christians in in serving and in spreading the truth of who Jesus is and just how we interact with our neighbors and, and just live our lives. It also, like that's the word missions itself comes from that whole idea of the great come mission, right? That's why we call it that is it has nothing to do with just overseas. It's really fulfilling the commandment that you just read to go and make disciples. And that's what we were commissioned for. And that's why we call it missions in general. It has nothing to do with just one location or a global location. It's in our backyard. It could be in our state. It could be in our home or overseas. And so when we're talking about missions, even at the church, that's what we're encompassing, both local right around us and global around the world and how we're fulfilling that commission that God gave us to fulfill that commandment. So I think when people picture missions, they're picturing that overseas, like I go and I build an orphanage or I help dig a well. But can you give me some practical examples of what missions might look like in your own backyard, in your own neighborhood, in your own community? There's several ministries that we partner with locally. So Martha and Mary's has a soup kitchen. There's also the lighthouse ministry that has outreach to economically challenged individuals. And then we also partner with the pregnancy care center. So those are like ministries that as a church we partner with, and that would be missions in our town. But it's also at an individual level. You know, one of the things we were just talking about last night in our meeting was foster care and how that is the heartbeat of missions. It's welcoming a family into your home, you know, those children living in your home as a foster parent, but also that interaction and the support and the love that you show to the biological parents. And so that's a, a beautiful example of missions here in your own hometown and showing God's love to those who need it in that moment. Jesus fulfilled, or Jesus really explained the Great Commission even before he said it, right? And and he did it at why he sent out the disciples. And if you look at how he sent the disciples, the first commandments weren't to go share the gospel. And sometimes it was, but it was always with helping people, with healing the sick, with casting out demons and things like that. And so really what they're saying is, Yeah, you're sharing the gospel, but you're there to meet the needs too. And so in missions in general, when you go to make disciples, you're not just going to make disciples as in just to tell them about Jesus. That's that's a misconception of what making disciple is. It's really a holistic approach of meeting needs while sharing the gospel, raising them up to then train them to do the same thing all over again. And we can do that here locally through places like Crisis Pregnancy Center or Martha and Mary's by starting by meeting the needs but then incorporating the intentional 
here's Jesus as well. And that's why I love it. So working with places like foster care and things like that, that's not the end goal. Building a house in Haiti is not the end goal. Those are tools in which then we're able to open the door to Jesus while we're still there or, or helping the missionaries do that as well. And the church puts a focus on this. And so you mentioned a few moments ago that you had a meeting and that, you know, you're the director of the missions board. Can you tell me a little bit about what the missions board is and what it does at the church? So the missions board is made up of members of Framework Church. Like you said, I'm I'm the director now. Pastor Jason's also on the board as, as our pastor. And so a lot of our focus, like this last year with COVID, has been a good time actually to kind of refocus and, and step back and look at some of our policies and our procedures and reevaluate some of that stuff. And that's been a really good time. But then we're also making the decisions versus, you know, like which different ministries we partner with and those kind of things and and kind of exploring, like, how can we be more involved in our local community? What kind of things, more things can we do? You mentioned in church over the weekend that you are, for the month of October, putting a focus on missions. Why put the focus on it in October? It seems like a lot of churches use the month of October to focus on missions. It kind of just works well. But in general, we've wanted to really bring missions more to the forefront in our church. We've been doing a lot of work in, in the background, and we've realized we haven't really communicated all that's been going on with the congregation. And we've really wanted to kind of change some of that and be more transparent. I mean, that's part of a big part of my personality is just being very transparent and very open with everybody. And that's something I've really wanted to do is just make sure everyone knows what's going on. And in that way, the Holy Spirit can work and they can get excited about it too, you know, and I think things will just grow and continue to develop from there as people are knowing all the really cool things that are happening. People are going to want to get involved and people are going to want to give and people are going to get really excited and want to pray more. People can't pray about what they don't know is going on. So we just want to be a lot more transparent and just have all the information right out there for people so they know what's what's going on more. Yeah, it's been funny. Of course, before being a pastor, I was a missionary for 12 years. And it's true, October just seems to be the month that people are doing missions. And we were always going to missions conferences all through October. And there's something about the holiday season starting to change when fall comes. You know, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. We're starting to think about Christmas. And I think at that point, you begin to think about other people naturally because of Thanksgiving and family events and things like that. And so it really helps to put missions in this. It almost paves the way to say, Remember, the church isn't just about the church. This is helping the church remember, hopefully annually moving forward, that we are an outward-looking church, not an inward-looking church. And the whole idea about giving it a month is that at least one month a year, we're going to be able to say to the church, let's look outward again. And so I think it's very helpful, especially coming off of our summers where we end up doing a lot of vacation time, traveling around, just to reset the mark, saying, all right, here we are again. Let's look outward.